uh, he started dating this girl, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is how you have to watch Star Wars. You have to watch episodes... Four, five, six. Four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah. And so she did, but because she's not a Star Wars head, the twist that he was Darth Vader, that Anakin is Darth Vader, was a twist for her. Oh, wow. She was like, oh my God, that's Darth Vader. Thank God he said watch it four, five, six first then. Oh, that's too funny that it actually worked for someone. Yeah, so she was like, no way, that's Darth Vader and that's the Emperor. And it was like, yeah, because you're not connected in this, like... This osmosis, osmosis of, of culture. It. So you just, like... <laughs> That's amazing. We're, like, surprised by by Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Or, no, Empire is when he learns that. The end of Empire Strikes Back. No, no, the, the twist that... Um, I mean, that also. But the twist that Anakin is Darth Vader. Oh, so she's watching this movie. She, yeah, she's watching the, the one, two, and three. She's watching the prequels and is like, I guess oh they only really God. say the name Anakin. Yeah, so many times in four, five, six, like yeah. twice. Exactly. Uh, so I guess you know someone could could miss sure. that and be like, "Whoa, fuck! I was watching Darth Vader the whole time." Mm-hmm. What? Well, I'm glad to know someone got something out yeah, of the prequels. Exactly. George Lucas they, then drove to her house and hugged her. Yeah, thank, <laughs> you. thank you. You get it. You get it. You were the one. The <laughs> you one the I made this for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is your real lightsaber, and she hands a, <laughs> he hands her a working lightsaber. Wow. And she knows how to use it because she's the chosen. Because she's the chosen one. Yeah. Oh man! And that girl's name is Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. And then she became a real-life Jedi. Oh, my God. Because those movies are real. Yep. They're a documentary. They're, yeah. Legendary. So I was hanging out with my friend and her girlfriend. Her boyfriend. Okay. And... We were at the thrift store, and I had finished going through all my the clothes and was like, you know what, I'm satisfied. I've looked at the pants, mm-hmm. looked at the shirts, looked at the blouses. Smelled them deeply. Smelled them, touched everything. You know when you walk through a clothing store <laughs> yes, and you and have just, to touch especially, everything? Especially your secondhand stores, you yes. need to just, yeah. And you know that everything is disgusting, <laughs> and yet you just have to touch everything. Uh-huh. And, you know, I bought my, my things, and I sat down on the couch where he was sitting. He was doing the 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 man thing, where you sit on the couch and you wait for your girlfriend to, mm-hmm. to finish shopping. Yeah. Because women be shopping. Women be shopping. As we all know. Yes. And he was on his phone, and he was reading. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are you reading? And he says, Rational Twilight. And it is a fan fiction, I suppose, where someone has taken Twilight and made everything Bella did rational. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So instead is of... This, is this the same author that, that made, like, the rationalist, like, Harry Potter and the rationalist guy? Is this a thing? This is a thing. It, it okay. sounds like Harry Potter was really good, though. Like, okay. it's very funny. I mean... Maybe it's very funny. So I, I I'm hoping know. that it's the same author and it's like a sequel instead of just like more of the same. <laughs> yeah. Because what I was like to this to him, I said like, 
you know Twilight came out like 12 years ago. Like, aren't we over making fun of Twilight? Aren't, haven't we moved past Twilight as a culture, yeah. as the punching bag of, like, the thing destroying teenage girls' minds? <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and in some circles, people are still mad that Twilight is ruining the world. But, like, I don't know. I think we can look past Twilight now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Fan Fiction oh Writer's Room. <laughs> Where we overanalyze. Where we pop o- culture. Pop culture. We'd love pop culture. We just love to punch it in the face. Consume. I love, pop culture. I love content and I love to put it in my brain and think about it a lot. Chew it up and spit it out and stomp it under my feet. Mm, crush it That's like what you a do little. With, people, with like things a, that you love. Yeah. Right? I love to. Overthink the things I love the neck. until I don't love them anymore. Yeah. I love to ruin everything that I love by over <laughs> overthinking it. Yeah, so we take your character. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our super fun podcast. Where we take the characters that you submit and we craft. And weave them into a tale of, of magic and mystery. Magic and mystery. And anywhere else our minds take us. I am your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. And I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. We have been trying to fit too many characters, I think, into yeah. a story. Yeah. I think we are just going to, you know, we've pre-rolled a couple characters. We're not going to tell you who those characters are. Mm-mm. Except for the first one, Childish Gambino. The rapper... I super know a lot about. Well, you're lucky that I know... You do know a lot about. I do know a lot about Donald Glover. Gambino, comma, Childish. Yes. So, I guess, thank you, Bahar, for submitting Childish Gambino. Uh, My question is... Not to out myself as a Eminem fan. Because... Uh, I would never out myself as an Eminem fan. Mm-hmm. But Eminem... you got to keep that hidden. Because yeah. we all are, of course, Eminem fans. But of you course. keep it inside. Yeah, no one wants to be as uncool. Deep, deep down in your soul. Oh, for sure. Uh, you will ever know. You know, Eminem is a character. Marshall Mathers is a character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what the I was Slim Shady is a character. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like... Should we go with Donald Glover, the actor, comedian, mm-hmm. rapper, or should we go with Childish Gambino, the uh, character? I mean, is he a character? I suppose he's a character. Of... It's not like the, it, he's not playing a character named Childish Gambino on no. those songs, though. No. But maybe it's just it's Donald Glover as a rapper, specifically. Yes, it is him in his rapper sing, singer. I He's not just a rapper. He is also a R&B singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that and persona. A and a fighter. A lover and a fighter. And a midnight-tober. Yes. Uh, As the song says. So, all of those... The, the heightened personality of Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't the little more low-key, little more calm Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves to rap in a rapping way. Yes. Because he's Donald Glover and he's here to say, I love to rap all the live long day. You you, you. you said, That's I thought good. you weren't a fan. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. 
I was just being coy. You were being coy. Yeah, you tricked keep, me. Because you have to keep your secrets. You have right. to keep your fandoms deep down inside Ooh. you where no one can ever harm you. Right. Deep in your tummy. How much you love Eminem's music and also Childish Gambino. Yes. I'm not a big Marshall Mathers fan. No. Of the person. No, sir. No. But the music. The music. Oh, boy. Uh, Do you ever have that feeling where you're just like, I hate how much this is like candy in my ears, in my brain? Yes. Like, um, I have that in a big way with uh, 21 Pilots. Oh, I'm listening for to this sure. and I'm like, this is like the whitest, most oh, yeah. radio friendly like version of hip hop. But like, 21 it, Pilots is like Linkin Park. Yes, oh, Linkin Park, absolutely. Especially when you're an, you're an affected 13-year-old. Yes. Like, oh, the world doesn't understand me. And, like, it feels so good. 21 Pilots is, like, the kids growing up on Linkin Park. Yeah, absolutely. Made their own band. Absolutely. And, like... Yeah. The kids growing up on Linkin Park and hiding the fact that they actually really like Eminem. Yeah. And then they go on exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't know anything about 21 Pilots, but, like... Blurry face has like I think that's oh yeah they they also have like a like a, a slim shady esque like fictional character across across yeah. songs I don't I I I own the album I've listened to it over and over again I still don't get it it's it's too artistic and stupid honestly right. but but he's they do like, have, like tattooed an alias black like his his hands are all covered yeah, in black the, right uh, uh, blur the the character of blurry face does have a different. Oh. Appearance. The black hands is blurry face has black hands. No, so the the actual it's just person. Pink. It's not an actual it's tattoo. Really? I thought it was a tattoo. Okay. I also did. I uh I had to like Wikipedia wow. this. I was so confused. Okay. I was like I was like, is this rapper named Blurry Face? Like what mm. is going on? But no, it's just like an alter ego. His name is Blurry Face and he doesn't care what you think. That's right. Oh no. No, sir, he does care what you think. Oh, he does care what you think? Is that the song? That's why I love that song so much. Because it's like the first... Because that's what he says. He says, I care what you think. Oh, okay. I thought he And it was like, oh, he's just like a tacit endorsement of like, like what people's opinions of me affect me deeply. Right. And it was like, oh, shit, that's right. Because that's the truth. Yeah. Any artist that's saying like, oh, I don't even give a shit. They're just fooling themselves. Oh, for In order sure. to get by in this harsh... Cruel world. Oh, it's so tough out there. That's like that's like Twenty One Pilots' entire mo is like I am so vulnerable. <laughs> oh my god, it is. I am just raw. My skin is raw. You guys, yeah. the world affects me. My fans keep me sane, mm-hmm. and every harsh criticism I feel deeply. And like, oh, it's all about vulnerability. It is Anyways. all about vulnerability. It's about how hard it is to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're like 25. They're, yeah. They're too old to be appealing to the yeah. the white suburban 13-year-olds, although, Yeah, although that 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 uh, disaffected feeling lost in the world is pretty universal to oh, like, sure. young adults and even adulthood. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally kind of in... The, well, you too. We're both kind of in the throes of oh, yeah. the early life crisis. We're, we're, we're in a transition right now. <laughs> I think I might almost be actual midlife crisis because oh, I no. turned 30 years old in five days. Happy Real. birthday. My birthday is this Thursday. Yes, thank you. Happy it was birthday. Friday. So yeah, yes. this could be, you could be in a midlife mm-hmm. crisis. Yeah. I've earned it. You've earned it. You know? Hey, Liz, you've earned it. Thank you. So I brought up Twilight at the beginning to try to write a story about 
maybe like a romantic uh, supernatural story. Mm-hmm. But instead, right. if we're in, if both of us are going through this like really listening to yeah. Twenty One Pilots like midlife crisis, maybe uh-huh. we want to write like one of those stories about like just laying yourself out raw. You just know, usually they're feeling lost. They're kind of about like a comedian. That's not being that goofy, like a Will Ferrell or a Ben yeah, Stiller, yeah. and they go to another country. Or if it's a novel, it would just be about a writer. Because novels yeah. always write about they the main character, always who's like a thirty-year-old disaffected novelist with yeah. a smoking habit. And like they go to another country, and they're like, kind of find themselves, and mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. like they have an estranged relationship with their daughter. So we're or... writing Lost in Translation. I suppose so. I don't know. Do like, they need to go to another country? We don't, they don't have to. Maybe they just meet a vampire. Okay, so like it's a it's a middle aged Twilight. Middle aged Twilight. I like um, a middle aged Twilight. Twilight refers to uh, like the beginning of night. Does it? Yes. Not? So maybe our series is called like, although the books kind of took all of the the nighttime breaking dawns, yeah, eclipse. I'm sure there's like a midnight. What in is there the, somewhere. the last book? Or Breaking Dawn is the last Moon? book. Because Twilight, Twilight rising. New, Moon, New Moon, and Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn, Rising Sun, and then the, the sequel, House of the Rising Sun. And then there was Twilight X2. Yeah. Which is And then, of the course, Twilight one. the Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, Twilight First Class. Yes. Twilight uh, Origins. <laughs> Twilight X2A. It got really convoluted. And, like, when the the extended universe Twilight series, which was kind of weird because they were novelizations of the movies. Yeah. But the movies were based on novels, but they ignored all of the original novels. The best one is Cullen, which Mm -hmm. is about uh, Edward Cullen, you know, far in the future. Mm -hmm. All the other vampires have died out. It's just him and, you know... He finds the a, another vampire who's five years old, and he takes uh, her under his wing, and you know saves her life. Yeah, and it's really it, like a gritty. Yeah, it's gritty. Uh, departure from and, the rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like some consider it non-canon. But it, like it's it kind so of far is in the non-canon. future, you can still have it. Because like in the in the movie, he reads Twilight. He's like, it doesn't happen like this. This is all made up. Right, yes. Maybe a third of it happened and not like this. Yeah, that That's was kind what... of weird and meta. Honestly. Yeah, it was Because then it right? was like, wait, so this whole time they've been living in a world where Twilight, the books, exist? I don't, yeah, I don't fully get it. But, you know, uh, uh, what is his name? The I actor? forget what we're doing. Edward Cullen. Edward Cullen. It was a biography. Yeah. You know, like it, they were a documentary series. No, um, what the hell is his name? Christopher Nolan. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, you know, he looks good with a with a gross old man beard. Yeah. Although to be fair, I mean, don't most actors look good with a gross old man yes. beard? You you take it's any kinda, actor, yeah. put him mm, in a gross old man grizzle beard. Grizzle him up. That's why that's why Leo won the Oscar for uh for Grizzly Bear. For Grizzly Bear when fighter Grizzly eat a fish. Grizzly Bear fighter eat a fish. That's right. Uh, All one word. It was really, like, artsy. He grew that gross old man beard, and everyone's Mm -hmm. like, well, give him the Oscar. He looks different than he used to look. (laughs) 
He the, has to have the Oscar. He but ate then a another, fish. But then another um, actor lost a substantial amount of weight in another movie. That's and they were true. like, oh shit, he also looks super different than he usually looks. He ate a lot less pie. But then Leo also lost a lot of weight in yes. that same movie. Right? Because he grew the beard. Yeah. And then well, the, the beard, beard of course, absorbs all, the beard absorbs all of the nutrients from right. your face and upper body. So. Yes. So, okay. It was a good year for Leo. Yeah. He won a lot of Oscars. Every Oscar. He won all the technical ones. I remember. Best that was costume a, design. Yeah. Best. It's good there. because, you know, he he kept mm-hmm. taking on the most racist of roles to win an Oscar. He was exactly. like. I, if I, and when he won Best Actress as well, that was a little, <laughs> was a little, a little controversial. Weird. But it I can was. see where it's like, okay, pushing the envelope. Yeah, you know, hey, gender is made up. Like, and right. that's what he said on He's stage. He was like, gender is a construct. So. And I have every gender. And I have and every I gender. Thank you. Because I, you know kept like this racist woman in this film that i played you know was very difficult it was very uh, difficult to be a racist and like thank you you know he earned it he earned it he earned every one of those 37 oscars that he now has and carries with him at all times yeah he's kind of more of a mecca made of oscars at this point yeah okay so our romance our midlife crisis romance with Mecca Leo. Okay. Who is... Um, <laughs> so Childish Gambino and Mecca Leo. Well, oh, okay. Maybe Childish Gambino rides inside Mecca Leo. Oh, like, is it okay. A, is it a, um, like a mech anime All right. type thing going on? I can, do, I can do that. But the mech is uh, sentient. All right. Which makes it kind of weird that he rides inside it. But, like, it's sort of a merging of consciousnesses, right? It's like... Oh, Yeah. If you've ever seen Evangelion, the uh, robots are all of their mothers. They right. have their mother's souls in them. Right. So it's something like that. Which is definitely in the anime. Yeah. And really obvious. They and like explain any it. idiot would understand that it is their mother's consciousness inside alien biological bodies. Yep. Yep. They, and the penguin is one of them. The penguin is one of them. Or and maybe, then Shinji gets in the robot. And Shinji gets in the robot. And he saves the day. And it was such a happy ending. I really liked the ending of Evangelion. Yeah. It was so it's happy. It's so, like, heartwarming. Yeah. Like, it was such wonderful. a happy ending that everyone was even clapping. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Everyone does clap and were, say congratulations. Yeah, because they're like, I'm so glad that it's worked out perfectly. And everyone yeah, on exactly. Earth is really happy and safe. Um, okay. I thought you were going to go with um, Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the drift. The, drift right. compatible. Although that's two humans. Yeah, yeah it you're, is two humans. The idea that this robot has a sentience mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you have to connect with is... Honestly, my first my first go-to was uh, Neo Yokio. Right, yeah. How it's like, it's like a twist that there's actually an, an old lady inside his yeah, robot. Yeah, that was super weird. I thought that was, it was funny in the moment, but afterwards I was like, oh, that kind of ruins the character of his body. Yeah, a little bit. I was, I was more disappointed than I was. That involved. should have been like maybe the last episode they revealed that instead of like yeah. the third episode and we still had. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, so. So a solid gold mecha. Solid gold mecha made out of. Oscars. Well, it's not made out of Oscars. They've been melted down, and they kind oh, okay. of just appear like a giant uh, Oscar robot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, is it in the shape of Oscar? It's a little... With his... Does he have a sword? Probably. He's probably holding a little smaller statue of himself. Oh, I like that. Thanking others for this wonderful... So, it game. looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like a giant Leonardo DiCaprio no, it looks made like, of metal? it looks like the statue Okay, it looks Oscar. like the statue of Oscar. Yeah. 
we're assuming that the Oscar statue is named Oscar, correct? I mean, yeah. Like, it has to be, right? Why else would they even be called the Oscars? I know there's, yeah. like, a backstory about someone's Oz- Uncle Oscar. I blah, would blah, blah, never but... even read that Wikipedia article. <laughs> I wouldn't deign to even look upon it with my eyes. I would I would shield myself from it. <laughs> <laughs> I would spit upon it and cast it into the wilderness. A pox! A pox on that Wikipedia article! <laughs> um, uh, do you think that it's a little unsubtle... Um, that we are going to be submitting this fanfiction for Oscar con- contention? Contending? Because uh, you have to submit your work, right? Yeah. Do fanfics get submitted for a best screenplay? Yes. Is that allowed? Every fanfiction has, is submitted. That is the Ooh. requirement. To, you have to sub, you have oh, to in order to get on post to... your screenplay on whatpad.com, and right. then that uh, officially makes it um, a, a Oscar a contender. Fanfiction, yeah. If so... Like, if it's a giant Oscar statue. Yes. I mean, it's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose, but hey, we can we can be on the nose. Is it any more on the nose than La La Land? It That's was... Basically, <laughs> Hollywood is the most important thing? Yes. It's it's as on the nose as La La Land. Yeah, and that was on that the back all... of the box, actually. <laughs> Hollywood is the most important thing. Oh, and that won it. the Oscar for about 30 seconds until yeah. they gave it to Moonlight instead. Oh yeah, that's right. So, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that so so we have a we have Childish Gambino mm-hmm. and he's have he's in the middle of a midlife crisis. He meets this Mecca that he meets the Mecca. So the meets, Mecca is is autonomous. It's yes, able to walk and it talk is, on its own. It is sort of like the Iron Giant. Oh, okay. But how tall is it? Um, I'm gonna say it's not quite as tall as the Iron Giant, but it's bigger than a than a human for sure. Okay, I'm gonna say it's like ten feet tall. Okay, yeah, good size. And then, uh, so what does that mean? Good size. Well, good size. It's good. Good size for real. Yeah, ten feet. I like it. Nice you know, around. that's a good size. Yeah. Um, and so not only there's a certain element of like. You know how in Steven Universe... I do know in Steven Universe. The fusion is is sort of like an allegory for love or, mm-hmm. or a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of things. That is how Gambino, uh, when he gets into the Mecca, ah. that is sort of like their uh, uh, love, their... So they need to be like uh, on the same wavelength, emotionally, yes. physically, mm-hmm. uh, psychically. Yes, and then... What do we want to call the the specific connection? Mm. Like the drift. The drift. The, the matrix. Oh, that's good. The, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Pretty... The Taurus. Keep, keep workshopping it, though. The uh, Toyota. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yamaha. The... What are we doing here? I forget. We're trying to... Psych- the Link? The link. The sink. The link, but spelled with a Y. Oh, I like it. Maybe Microsoft would sue us, though, because that's their chat service name. Right. They may have changed it by now, though. They're always changing the names of everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, Microsoft. Stop changing stuff. I'm just naming things random words. Uh, Come on. You're the worst, Microsoft. I hate you. Okay, so the link. Okay, so they. Uh, so we have. We start off 
with Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. He just finished his last album. That's right. And it like we never actually use the name um, Donald Glover. It's kind no. of that weird cartoon logic where his name is just Childish Gambino. Exactly. Uh, he finished his last album, and you know when you finish a project and it's you're just drained. Oh, I definitely know what it's like to finish a project in its entirety. Yes. That's me, productive Liz. Productive Liz. Promising we call you things P- to PL. Promising things to people and then delivering yeah. on those promises. P Liz. That's my mo. Um, so, so yes, continue. <laughs> so and then he's just like. I, I'm 30, I, where am I going with my life, mm-hmm. what do I, is this the right avenue for me, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's where he is, and he meets this un- autonomous Mecca Leo. Right. Where do they meet? Under a bridge. Under a bridge. In the rain? In the rain. Or, have aliens attacked? Well... Are this, they in danger? Like, like I, what, what, what kind I, of scene I, are we I going wanna, for? I, what I want to do is I want to create a threat later. Right okay. now, I want these two characters to meet. Because like, I, I was feeling more like he's in his life is in danger and maybe the Mecha Leo saves him? Or do you want it maybe. to be more of, a, more of a quiet meeting? I want it to be more a, a quiet... Yeah, meeting. I want it to be a meet-cute. Okay. And then, like, a threat mm-hmm. comes, you know, a little later. Yeah. And the two of them now are the only ones who can stop it. But they mm. their love is not their love is separate from that. Right. They have a a beautiful love that defines all loves that, you know, that defines species? No. Defies. Defies. Boundaries? Boundaries. Defies species? Defines organics? So Gambino's mechanicals? Gambino's last album got panned. Like oh. no one liked it. Mm. This is not in reality. His last album ruled really hard. Was his last one the R and B, or has he yes. had a? That was the. the yeah, people wow, went crazy for that. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's very good. It's all I might on YouTube. To that. Yeah. Um, for free, mm-hmm. so check it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, you know, this is a little bit in the future, and you know, he's just not. He doesn't have that spark anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, why do you think his album got panned? Because he's not in, he doesn't have the love anymore. Oh, I see. He was he was going to to uh, he's in commercial kind of kind of lifeless, loveless, yeah, boring. He's just not who he used to be. Mm-hmm. He is lost. Yes. And he was childish Gambino, and he's here to say he only sort of likes rap in a rapping right? Exactly. He didn't love to rap. He didn't love to rap in any sort of way. So we have him meet Mecha Leo. Mm-hmm. And is Mecha Leo broken down? Maybe he like oh, gives him like a like I a like that. Uh, a fuel change okay. pop up or something. So Mecha Leo is at a junkyard. Ooh, that's pretty good. Okay. And the so so Gambino Goes to the junkyard. Yes. Because he's... That's where you go when you're sad. Okay, yeah. Just where he wants to hang out. He's... By himself. Goes himself. to the junkyard to, to just get some Smash air. some windows. Smash some windows. Smash some cars. He, yeah, he gets a bat. Okay. The reviews come in for his new album, uh-huh. and it's horrible. And he's just so angry mm-hmm. that he goes to the junkyard to smash some windows. Yes. So he takes his bat, and he's... There and he's smashing windows, and 
he comes across. Does he see something shining in the in the garbage? Yes. And is it some sort of like like rare medallion? Okay. Like rare metal, like from Metabots. I was gonna ask, are you referring like, to Metabots? It's like it's like a a consciousness. Okay. It has to be super rare and expensive because right. they're always finding super rare, expensive mechanical parts for robots. Right. Metabots, Inch Hobbits, right. in Battle Angel Alita, right. in probably some others that I'm forgetting. All of your favorite mecha animes. Exactly. Uh, so Metabots. Yes. My, my the, the best animal. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, maybe he finds mm-hmm. the He finds a tiny Metabit. sword, and then he puts the tiny sword in a statue oh! he finds. And then it like, and then it like, turns into the giant robot. Yeah. Because when the sword comes out, he transforms into a tiny version of himself. Okay, I like it. And, and so, he's very cute. Looking, yeah, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So he becomes Mecha Leo, or Mecha Leo wakes up. Yes. And arises from the ashes. Arises. From the junk. And Gambino's like, oh my gosh, you're... It's a big robot. It's a big robot. And he does the thing where he runs away, uh-huh. and Mecha Leo, like... Tries to stop him, but like, and it seems threatening, but he actually is just wants a friend. Right. And, uh, so yeah, the, the two of them. Do you remember in Peter Jackson's King Kong? That was the one with Jack Black? Yes. Okay. Where King Kong and. A T Rex? Nope. The blonde lady. That was most of the movie. It was most of the movie, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, they, they go ice skating together. Oh, I do remember that! I want that. It was really weird! It was really weird. (laughs) Is there an ice pond or something? Yes. He sees the... It takes place during the winter. Maybe the, maybe he sees the robot also smashing windows in the junkyard, and he's like, I love smashing windows! We both share so much in common. Yeah. And, okay, so they go ice skating together, sort of by accident, like... Uh They, they maybe, you know, they have this moment where they're, okay, so Gambino runs away and he kind of peeks. He's like hiding behind something and peeks mm-hmm. and Mecha Leo is like so sad and he starts hitting cars in the mm-hmm. same way that Gambino was doing earlier. Yeah. And Gambino empathizes with Mecha Leo mm-hmm. and he, he approaches him and... Uh, so the two of them, you know, they go for, like, a run together. They're, like, like... Does we... he get up on his shoulder and sit on his shoulder like a, like a parrot? Like a yes. bird? And then Mechleo goes running, and he's like, whoa, so fast! And I'm they, king of the world! They tumble, and they fall down a hill, and, uh... Gambi- oh, no, he gets squashed! Gambino's fl- flies in the air, <laughs> and Mechaleo grabs him and holds oh, him. Oh, catches him. Catches him, and the two of them ride down this mountain, and then they end up on a pond. Oh, A, a frozen pond. And the two and of them ice skate around the pond, and it's beautiful, and the music swells, and like we fall in love with their love. Huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and at the to end... To have a love. He, Mechaleo is sliding on the pond, and then he smashes into a snowbank, and because of the... the um, the jarring of the crash, so, uh, part of his chest cavity opens up, and that's how, uh, and then, uh, that's how G- Childish Gambino sees that there's actually, like, a seat inside oh, him. right. Like, there's controls. He's yes. like, whoa, what's that all about? And 
and shy Megaleo covers And he covers closes himself. it. Yes. It's like, oh, uh, never, mind. never mind. Don't worry about it. Maybe he's still sad because his previous owner died oh, in a robo okay. battle. Yeah. Doesn't want to literally open up his heart and let someone back in. And so Childish Gambino like shows Megaleo love. Yeah. And um, so the two of them, he opens up mm-hmm. Megaleo's cold, frozen heart. That's right. Is there is the Earth in danger? I feel like well, the Earth needs to come in danger. That's where if we're, there's going to be. I am about to introduce some danger. Yeah. So, like a giant robot's kind of a Chekhov's gun for. Yeah, like, for the Earth needs to be threatened. So, what happens is mm-hmm. from the skies come from the sky comes Gudatama. Oh my God! Thank you, Victoria, for submitting Gudatama. <laughs> So, Gudatama, the lazy egg from Sanrio. It's a Sanrio uh, A Sanrio property. Okay. Uh, is it just one Gudatama or. No, I think it is. I think it is many Gudatamas. Many Gudatama. Okay. Yeah, it is a Gudatama hive mind. Okay. But they are. Lazy eggs dropping from the sky. They're bigger than Gudatama is. Yes. They are. Uh, I'm going to say. So, we decided Mechaleo was 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say these Gudatamas are 20 feet tall. Like, are they building-sized? Like, humongous? I think they're smaller than buildings. I think they're like King Kong, right? Because King Kong... Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, he's not bigger than the Empire State Building. Like, mm-hmm. he can climb up the Empire State Building. Uh, so that's about how big they are. Like, they... But, like, hundreds of them fall onto the city and mm-hmm. are breaking things because they yes. keep napping. <laughs> and it's so sticky because it's egg yolk yeah. just everywhere. And yeah, they're just they, so lazy. And they keep sleeping on top of buildings. Yeah. Oh my god. And They'll just randomly fall over and yeah. start napping. Gujama's whole thing is that he's very lazy. He's just the laziest. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Does he have a catchphrase? I don't I think, think he, he says, like, I'm lazy. Yeah, it he is. He just kind of says lazy. Yeah, I think that is exactly what it says. He just says lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very cute. Yeah. He's, yeah. I love him. Yeah, me too. So there are all these Gudatamas attacking mm-hmm. the city. And, you know, we've gone, we've had, like, our two characters have gone on essentially a date. Yeah. And now... Um, Gambino and and Mechaleo know, like, we can do something about this. Right. Should we do something about this? Are they going to cook all the eggs? Ooh. Hard-boiled Gudetamas. Hard-boiled Gudetamas. Uh, that's a good idea. And they can be eaten. Okay. So, I like that. So, Gambino... Maybe somehow they realize that Gudetamas are, like... They're not trying to destroy the city. Right. They realize that they're just um, innocent eggs being very lazy because they want to be eaten. Okay. They want to just do nothing. So the military shows up and tries to uh, fight all these lazy eggs. Yes. These Gudetamas. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gambino and Mecha Mecha Leo are the only ones who realize that they're not dangerous. They just want to be eaten. Yes. And every time the military, like, shoots them, it just ruins the egg. It burns it, and it gets dirt all over it. Yeah. And the Gudetamas are like, ah, and they get mad, because they right. know they need to be in prime condition. Exactly. Optimum egg eating. And exactly. And they smash the, the tanks. As lazy as one can smash a tank. Well, they fall over yeah. onto things a exactly. lot. Exactly. Um, 
I feel like we're going to need some something bigger that can actually consume gigantic eggs. Okay. Hmm. Does Mechaleo gain some sort of, like, vacuum apparatus? I think... Shaped like a mouth, maybe? It's well, kind of boring. How, how would you... If you had a giant egg, how would you cook it? I mean... Uh, a giant skillet, right? A giant skillet. So we need some. We need some sort of hot. Maybe like we could. Is oh, there a volcano uh, nearby? Or hard boiled? We could boil them up in the same egg, the same egg, the same lake that they were skating on previously oh, in the winter. Okay. But now in the summer, it's melted and it's a well, lake again. Okay, so does this take place after? Yeah. Okay. I guess. <laughs> but like. Just a summer day isn't going to boil a lake. Mm-hmm. Does Mecha Mecha Leo have heat it up. some sort of laser eyes? eyes? I think Please. that he got, I laser think he's got laser eyes. eyes. Liz, oh. who's got laser eyes? I think Mecha Leo's got Mecha laser, Leo eyes. Might have laser eyes. Oh yeah! So Gambino gets in Mecha Leo. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the psychic link being established. Yes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and all the screens light up. Gambino's like, I've never felt so connected to someone. I've never felt so alive. alive. I feel like we're two separate two people, in one body. but we're also one. We're one, but and we're ass. not separated. You know? Very poetic. Yeah, he's. I can tell he's a real. He's a very smith. good uh, yes, poet. He's yes. a rapper. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Uh, you know, and then he's like. And then he gets out his notebook and starts scribbling, yeah. furiously scribbling the uh, keep... lyrics because he's so inspired. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the two of them um, run to the city and they grab a, a gudutama mm-hmm. and they throw it into the lake. I guess so. Yeah. And another Gudutama and throw it into the lake. And, you know, they maybe grab, like, a tank that... Mm -hmm. And they spin around and, you know, Mecha Leo Gambino says a catchphrase like, Stay woke. Because that's that's a a, uh, Gambino song. Okay. uh, And he says, Stay yoke. Oh! Is there eggs? Egg yolk! Oh, this is this is probably the best podcast. Uh, Time Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I was having my doubts, but we really like picked it up. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we're gonna win awards on this. I mean, we are gonna submit it for Oscar nomination. Yes, that's for true. Oscar contention. This is um, the one where we win the the best uh, best podcast, best sound mixing, best and best costumes, best costumes for an audio, in audio, best foreign media. film. Yes. I can't wait for my best foreign film. Mm-hmm. And of course, best actress. Best actress. Best director. Best director. Uh, and those are all the... All the Oscars. All the Oscars. So, uh, Mecha Leo says, I stay yoke. Yeah, stay yoke. And then he uses his laser eyes and um, bubbles up the... the All of the Gudutamas in the well, lake. Well, some of the Gudutamas. Oh. And when the other Gudutamas see what's happening, oh. they realize, oh, he... He knows. He knows. And so they start... Marching as, towards as the lake. Lazily very, marching. Yes, lazily marching. But it's very cute. It's very like Miyazaki. Right. Like these big lumbering things. And yeah. they're all marching in tune. Doom, doom, 
And then this... To, to a Childish Gambino song, of course. Yes, but then on top of the Childish Gambino song, we hear... Right. And then you also hear children's voices singing in the background. Right. And then it's the Gudetama theme song. It's the Gudetama theme song. very cute. That ha- so, so the Gudetama theme song sampled... Yes. With a uh-huh. Childish Gambino verse on top. Oh my god. I it, wanna hear that. I now. wanna hear that too. Ooh. If any if any uh well, once we get our, our editing skills yeah. up to par, we'll be able yeah. to yeah. You can you can make mashups in Audacity, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. If anyone listening knows how to do this well, yeah. feel free. Feel free. So But uh, do give us credit. Oh yeah. And all of the royalties. Oh yes. So for all that money you'll be making with someone else's song. <laughs> yeah. So all of the Gudetamas fall into the lake. Yeah. And they start cooking and all the children I mean, even though you need to have them in the shell to be hard boiled, but whatever. It's the worst. You can still boil eggs. Yeah, no, it's uh what is it called where you take the water and you spin it and mm-hmm. the egg is in the middle and it's uh the hardest way to make an egg. Is that poaching? Poaching. They're, we we poaching the Gudetamas. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all the children that were singing the Gudetama theme song. Right. Oh, it's one of those things where you think it's just like the, the soundtrack, but then yeah. it like focuses like when uh, you hear a music in the background and then the character like turns off the radio and the music also cuts out. Yes. And then we like, we see that there's actually a children's choir in the background and they're like, eggs, yeah. Yeah. And they, eggs. they run and they eat all the eggs. Mm-hmm. And all the starving orphans from all the orphanages. They're like, thank you, Michael. Leo? Thank you, Mechaleo. You saved us. Thank you, Childish Gambino. I mean, we will set up that there are starving orphans. Okay, In the, in yes, the first yes. act. And first then we act. kind of forget about them. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we, come back. We plant that there are starving mm. orphans. Yes, that's And right. then we pay it off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, then, like, because uh, how inspired Childish Gambino was by mm-hmm. his new love... Mm-hmm. And for saving the city and feeding all these orphans, That's right. he writes a new album that samples the Gudetama theme song. That's right. And it goes to number one. So good. Charles Gambino's back. Back, baby. And yeah. he's with his backup crew and Mechaleo, uh, uh beatboxes Beatboxing. in the background of his songs. And they're like the best duo. The best duo, yeah. yeah it's. Yeah. Childish really Gambino is now a mm-hmm. a duo. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is not just the not just the one. It's Childish Gambino and DJ Automaton. DJ Automaton. We'll workshop that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it would come to me. It did not come to me. Nope. DJ. Okay, Leo DiCaprio. Oscar. Oscar the Grouch. Award. Oscar and the gold. The golden Robo. The Golden Ro- Go- Oscar, the Goldo. Leo, Gold, Golden Boy, DJ Golden Boy. Golden Boy, I like. Mm-hmm. And then like the the Y is the the Y with the lines in it. You know the oh, like the yen symbol. Yeah, the yen symbol. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why yen. I guess he probably doesn't fully. You know, I mean, like, he's got to make that money. Yeah. Mecha Leo doesn't fully understand um, uh, cultural appropriation. <laughs> so. Yeah. He doesn't understand why that might be insensitive. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's also, depending on how much 
of Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe he was built in Japan. He's a giant robot. Yes, okay. Because is he, is he like, does he have an American nationality? Of Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? <laughs> like, That's a good question. He's a giant robot, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess we didn't really establish his backstory. Yeah, do we want to uh, do that now? We have time. I mean, we could, we could, oh, well, this could be, this could be the, um, the spinoff. Yes. So our, our story finishes. Okay. And they're, uh, hit number one and he's back on top of the world, baby. Baby. And then we're going to find out about Mechaleo's yeah. life story. This How is, he came to be. This is like, um, Temple of Doom taking place two years before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, it's more of an origin story than just another story. Right. Okay. It's more, uh, uh, prequel. And we want this story to be as racist as Temple of Doom, right? Yeah. And as yeah. sexist? I think so. Okay. But, but, but Temple of Doom isn't an origin story. No, it's I already not. Sorry. Did, I already did Sorry. say that. I, I was piggybacking off my thing. Yeah. I set myself up, and then you it's disagreed, and then I... You're like, oh, there's no origin But I want to mention this thing. I just want this, to... I, I want to dunk. I just want to shoehorn this in. I want to <laughs> dunk on Temple of Doom. Take that, it's Spielberg. Mm. Hey, Spielberg, if you're listening. Um, so... Suck it. Origin story <laughs> for Mecha Leo. Temple of Doom is a very good movie, though. Because <laughs> Short of. Round is really great. Short Round is great. I want Creed, um, but with so Short Round. So is Willie. And so is Indiana Jones. Yep. So. And so is that guy that grabs the heart out of that one guy's chest. Yeah, he's the best. Everyone's favorite Indiana Jones character. Yeah. Um, Old Johnny Heartgrab. <laughs> that was his name yeah, in the credits. Yeah, Johnny Heartgrab. They never say it aloud, but like no, that's yeah. what's credited as. There's it's the, pretty weird. There's the, one of the more the racist parts of that movie, actually. That his name was Johnny Hartgrab. There's the spinoff film where know. his wife is like, Johnny! <laughs> it was kind of like a wacky sitcom. It was kind of <laughs> out of, uh, yeah, out of step with the rest of the Indiana Jones movies. It was very but, um, strange. People talk about how Crystal yeah. of... of Kingdom of the Kingdom Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ruined Indiana Jones. I feel like the spinoff about Johnny, Johnny Hartgrab <laughs> yeah, kind of wrecked it, it was first. was weirder, yeah. So similarly, the the spinoff of of Mechaleo's, uh, Mechaleo origins, yes, um, it tonally is a little a little weird, okay, because it's it's got a lot of like wacky comedies and movies that kind of doesn't gel with the original. It's like the opposite of a gritty reboot. It is mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. wacky prequel. <laughs> you know those things that exist. Those wacky gritty origin stories. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> So, but what is his origin? Well, he is. Was he just a humble actor named Leonardo DiCaprio? His consciousness got implanted into a giant robot. I think Leonardo DiCaprio, after winning all of the Oscars, Mm -hmm. has gotten tired of acting, Mm -hmm. and he does the next logical thing: uh, mecha building. Maybe he. Maybe he. He. uh, he gets into like some sort of horrible accident at a factory with all of his Oscars, oh. and they sort of like meld onto his body. The gold melts. You know what's all a good skin. plot device uh-huh. for whatever you need? Yes, lightning and radiation and radiation. But lightning, yes, yes, yes. So yeah, 
So he gets really into experimental chemistry, and then lightning strikes him I while think... he's doused in chemicals. I think that's how the Flash became the Flash. That is how the Flash became the Flash. <laughs> which is so silly. I was thinking more falling into a vat of chemicals, okay, a la yeah. the Joker. Only he right. also has all of his, like... Oscars with him, so they meld and become one. Well, if we wanted to, but the... lightning could also strike that same vat. Yeah, I think so. And boil the boil the chemicals. I think it's sort of in the wacky wacky origin story. Mm-hmm, it's right. like he falls into the vat of chemicals with mm-hmm. his Oscars, and, and then, then it's struck by lightning. Yeah, and then is irradiated. And from then irradiated, machine. and yeah. then uh, I don't it's know, lit. a spider bites him. Yes, and then uh, I think the. What do you call it? Earthworm Jim cartoon did this? Oh, yeah? Oh, Where he loses his superpowers and then tries to get more superpowers. So, like, he goes through cosmic radiation and then gets bit by a radioactive spider and then, and then, and then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, like, 80% sure the Earthworm Jim cartoon did this. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this spinoff is pretty derivative. That's true. I'm, I'm talking like this is a movie I'm, I've already seen instead of, like, me writing it. I keep being like, and it was written. Well, it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. I'm writing it, aren't I? I love That's self-criticism. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I love being the one who's like, oh, this this <laughs> is so derivative. Wait, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, while we're writing this, we, we really want to make it as, as you said, derivative yes. as possible. Because that's just what the kids love these days. Kids love... Kids hate new stuff. That's right. They want to see all the old stuff. Wacky sitcom stylings. Yeah. They want to take Star Wars, make it a wacky sitcom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And... They want uh, to take Marvel, make it a wacky sitcom. And parody movies, which are so in these days yeah. with all the millennials. They still, still, to this day, love the scary movie franchise. Yeah, the scary the, movies. Those other ones also Meet that the Spartans. Exist. Y- yeah, yeah. The superhero movies? Do they? Do? Oh, there. I think there was superhero movies. Like I think that was a thing. Romantic comedy movie? I don't know, some man. Kind. The Whalen Brothers. Oh, those Whalen Brothers. You know what? Whalen Brothers. Whalen? Whalen. Okay. W-A-Y-N. So, we, earlier I dissed Spielberg. Whalen Brothers, if you listed. Love ya. <laughs> Give us a call. Give us a call. You're the you're the next the next Spielberg. Oh, the next Miyazaki. Miyazaki. One could say. Yeah. <laughs> this Damon Wayans. Have you have you seen this? Uh, no. Who's the one that's in the movie? The I in the scary movie ones. Honestly, don't know. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Have you seen this he's, Damon Wayans fella? I think he's the, the next, next Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah. As we all know. Yeah. That's the only thing you can compare anyone in film to. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think I like. What you were doing with, like, the Joker origin. Uh-huh. So, Leonardo DiCaprio, this actor, hmm. he gets in bad with the mob. Right. And the mob is like, you have to go on this... Uh, Journey? This, this crime with us. Oh, right. You have to do this crime with us. And Leo's like, but... I don't want to do this crime. Because did the mob give him something in return? Like, they helped him get his Oscar nominations? Yes. Or maybe, like, they gave him his first movie role. Yes. A la Sinatra. Exactly. So, he has to go to... He's got to pay the piper. He's got to pay the piper. And he brings all his Oscars. Yes. Because he... As he always does in a giant trench coat. Because he can't leave house... Leave his house without them. Mm -hmm. And during the... During the crime... 
he falls into the vat of acid that then gets radiated and struck by lightning. Right, right. Uh, Were they trying to steal the vat of acid? That was the crime. Maybe that was the crime. In the factory. In Batman, mm-hmm. in I think Batman 1989, I believe Batman tries to save Jack Nicholson. Uh-huh. And he falls into the vat of acid anyways and blames right. Batman a little bit. Yeah. I, I think I'm remembering that correctly. I don't know. So Probably. Do we want to have, like, the person that stops the mob, like the superhero that tries to stop the mob? Well, I think that's kind of, like, the story of, like, that's Mechaleo's first caper that he solves. Oh, is, he's is, a superhero. Yeah. Well, because it's his story. That's remember? true. You're right. So he, like, only afterwards, after he... You know, comes to accept his new role in life. So, yeah, he falls in, he emerges, and it's like this grotesque scene where he, Leonardo DiCaprio's like... Covered in gold and melted flesh. Yeah, and he's like, and he like forms... I'm an Oscar! (laughs) I'm an Oscar! Yeah. Because we all know that Leonardo DiCaprio loves to scream. Yes. So yeah, yeah. very dramatically. He's a very dramatic boy. Because he does have. Because we said before, maybe he has a first pilot who dies. <laughs> okay. So maybe this is the story where he meets and. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is where his heart is broken mm-hmm. and where he believes it is beyond repair. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who was his first pilot though? Well, uh, we could have Aguman. We could have. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could have Banana Two from Bananas in Pajamas. Right. I like that. So Bananas in hmm. Pajamas sent in by Julia. Thank you, Julia. Like, I think. Do they have character? They kind of has character as much as SpongeBob SquarePants has character. It's just kind of like want to have fun. Yeah, is a silly. But they don't speak, right? They are. No, they do. They speak. Oh, they speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they. I think it was a British show. Okay, Um, but I just remember the theme song. Their name is B One and B Two, and after everything they say, they they say, "Oh, thank you, B One." Oh no, oh that's like they always mention B One, B Two, B Two. That's how are you, B One? I'm just fine, B Two. Like, yeah, they're wow. kind of proper, and they're always in their pajamas, and they have rat friends. Oh, one of the rat friends always goes like, oh, Chase and Whiskers. I watched the show a lot more than I Clearly, thought I did. It must yeah. have just always been on TV. It was always on TV. I think like it was always on YTV just before the show I wanted to watch. Right, I was yeah. always just watching it. So, okay, so he's like kind of a Britishy upper gentleman banana? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so B2. But, but with, a, with a childish uh, mindset. Right. So, okay, so what I think happens is um, uh, Mecha Leo, Mm -hmm. now this horrible Mecha, uh, tries to reinsert himself into society. He was Leonardo DiCaprio, Mm -hmm. like a big deal. Everyone loved him. And so he tries, he like goes to, I don't know, uh, a bar and everyone screams and freaks mm-hmm. out and runs away. And he's like, no, so I am Leonardo DiCaprio. It's me. It's me. So sort of like a Swamp Thing kind of deal mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. no one. Yeah. So, Don't you recognize me? So like he goes and like. Does he need to like, because uh, he's very grotesque right now. Yes. So he needs to go somewhere and like be cleaned up, be turned into the Leo that we know and right. love. 
the shiny, bright robot man. So maybe he goes to the forest. Oh, and we do, like, you know in Star Wars Rogue One, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, that old classic. Where they, like, bump into the the two guys that are in the bar in Tatooine. Oh, I don't remember that, but I remember thinking it was weird. Yeah. They were in there at all. So, like, we do that where he goes to the lake from... Oh, okay, yeah, a needless we, callback. We recognize it right. as the lake. He has no idea that there is any importance to this lake. Right. And he washes himself. Oh. And then he goes into the forest mm-hmm. to live in the forest. And commune with animals. Commune with animals. He fixes him up. Does he fix himself up? He fixes himself up. I by want him to be alone. Bootstraps? Yes. He fixes himself up by his bootstraps. He fixes himself. I don't think that is. It's not how the saying goes. No. <laughs> it just sounded funny. Okay. So, um, he goes to the forest, and he's living in the forest, and he's alone. He doesn't even have animal friends. Right. And this is where B two enters. Oh, because B two lives in the forest. B two lives in the forest, and he in a banana's natural habitat. He accepts. Oh, Studebaker. <laughs> he accepts uh, uh, Leo, Mecha Leo, right. when no one else would. Mm-hmm. Um, Did Mecha Leo accidentally stand, step on B1? I think we don't explain where B1 is. Okay. I think B1 is just not in the story. Okay. So it's just B2, mm-hmm. and the two of them, like, B2 teaches Mecha Leo how to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually, McLeo gets a giant pair of matching pajamas, oh just like God. B2's outfit, yes. and it's very adorable. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. And they comes pounding down the stairs. <laughs> and I want, like, a scene where they're cuddled up in bed together, and yeah. it's like... A gigantic bed next no, to the tiny bed? No, it's a bed. regular bed, and, like... <laughs> Uh, B2's there, and then, like, Mechaleo's far too big for the bed, and it's, <laughs> right, like, right. it looks really awkward. And There's just a tiny blanket on top of him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good night, B2! Good night, Mechaleo. And, yeah, what else happens? Like, what do, what happens? Uh, so it- they need to stop the mob. Okay. The mob finds where they are, and they kill B2 to send a message. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so the mob leader is, of course, Mrs. Potts. Thank you, Liv, for submitting Mrs. Potts. So the mob leader is like, we gotta get this Mecha Leo. Mm -hmm. That's how Mrs. Potts talks in the story. I remember. Uh, Gotta get him. Gotta get him. So, finds B2, finds B2's house Mm -hmm. in the forest and kills him. Yes. And they leave a banana peel on the pillow as a message. Is it B2's banana peel? Yeah. That's pretty gruesome. That's his skinned body. I think they leave it I was on thinking the... like a regular sized banana peel. I think they leave the giant banana peel on the floor. And, oh no. And Mechalia wakes up and he's like, where's B2? B2. Oh my god, B2! And he no! Steps on and he steps on it and slips. And he... And then he and gets up. And he falls up. down the stairs. <laughs> and he... <laughs> and there's a super sad violin version of the song. <laughs> and he falls in slow motion. In a, min- in a minor key. In a minor key. And he hits every stair in slow motion. 
and the banana peel flies above him. His friend, his the only person who accepted him as a Mecca Leo. Coming down in pairs. And oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, it's very sad. It's so sad. Um, and he vows revenge. He vows revenge. So we get to like. We we cut to like these two mob guys and they're standing outside and they're like, yeah, I love Is being it a mob guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just all of the all of the. We be- should have mentioned the the mob is all from the Beauty and the Beast yes. castle. I love it. I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So, Mrs. Yeah. Fox, their their faithful leader. Yeah. So they're like, hey, I love being a mob guy. Yeah. It's great. I got this Tommy gun. I got this Tommy gun. Small pinstripe suit. Uh. What is what is some things that Cogsworth and and uh, Lumiere say? Uh, be our guest. Uh, hey, hey, be love, our guest, eh? Hey, uh, we mob guys. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, I don't remember what else. What did Cogsworth do? I don't know. He's a clock. He's a clock. Is he? He's very anal. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, the master's gonna be so mad. Yeah. And You're sitting in the master's chair, hey. And we, so all of a sudden, Mechaleo crashes Just in. stomps on them. Stomps it's on very them. The, it's very light. The entire so finale blurry. is like this weird, gory bloodbath. Yeah, it's just. They did bring in guest director Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, so. and it's, it's, it's <laughs> Mechaleo. From this wacky sitcom, gritty origin story. It's Mechaleo like climbing the... The mobs hideout. Oh, yes, right. Level by level to mm-hmm, reach mm-hmm, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Potts at the top for for killing. Yeah, yeah. And his hands do become machine guns. Yeah. And just mows down mobsters one by one. Mows down mobsters, which are you know plates and mm-hmm. lamps. And it's still very bloody though. Yeah. They do have guts coming out of like cups and saucers and mm-hmm. stuff. It's kind of weird looking. It's very weird. Lots of CGI. It's very beautiful though. It's like mm-hmm. like remember the BR guest song? How like. Yes. Wonderfully. Oh, and how much guts was in that song? Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it's it's like that, but but with guts and. So is it a musical? It's not a musical, but it's like shot like a musical. Oh, I see. It's Where like, it's like like a dance, like it's a dance. super choreographed. Yes. And, oh, it's yes. it's kind of like uh, the the prequel lightsaber fights, right, right. where it, it's it won, very much a choreographed dance. It won the Oscar for best uh, fight choreography yes and cinematography yes just the finale you didn't know that you could nominate just certain parts of movies <laughs> yeah. but they changed the rules just that year exactly for this movie. Mm-hmm. um and so because we... the beginning half of the movie's cinematography was garbage <laughs> yeah wait we're making a movie we always we end always up making make movies <laughs> i guess we're screenplay writers yeah more than anything fan fiction screenplays i don't know we're we have to like Figures this out a little bit. Figure out what we're doing here. What are we even... I mean, that's a good question, because we are having midlife crisis seats. Yes, that's true. So what are we doing here, man? What are here, we even man? doing here, man? What are we even doing? So, Mecca Leo gets to the top where Miss mm-hmm. Potts is. Right. And I think now... And Miss Potts is sitting uh, behind a desk in uh, with a gigantic amount of cocaine. Yeah. And... Well, it's powdered sugar, but... Yeah. For her tea. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Marco Walker. Uh, um, so, like, I want Mrs. Potts now to get the upper hand. Oh, okay. Uh, does she have a 
machine gun? What would be a weakness of a robot? Well, maybe... Mm, rust? Okay. Well, we've shown, we've shown him in water before, though. Yeah. Um, she just has, like, a shitload of machine guns. Okay. Just everywhere. Just so many yeah. bullets. And it's, like, Chip. flamethrower. Chip and all... Chip's brothers and right. sisters. Yes, they all pull out flamethrowers and they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know they flamethrower Mechalia melt him. Boiling tea, maybe too. He, oh yes, very yeah, good. Yeah. Like like those those big uh, in in medieval yes. siege kind of things where they pour the boiling oil over exactly, people. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that was like in that. Beauty and the Beast. They was had it? they had a scene with boiling pouring boiling tea over the people okay. sieging the castle. I think. I believe it. We are going to steal it. Well, yeah. No, why not? So. <laughs> uh, so they pour boiling tea on on Mechalio, mm-hmm. and uh, it knocks him down, and uh, he can't. They melt his machine guns. Oh right, yeah. He doesn't have his machine guns. Anymore. And so Chip and brothers tie mm-hmm. up Mechalio, and Mrs. Potts now is going to like deliver a a monologue. Yes. Do you want to write this monologue? I feel like you know Mrs. Potts a little better than I do. That's right. I did write a lot of essays on her in school. Um, what is her motivation? Well, she's a mob boss that's also a teapot okay. that was cursed by a witch, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's sort of maybe Mechalio and Mrs. Potts feel a connection to each other because both mm. of them are sort of rejected by society. Mm. Neither of them can reinsert themselves. So maybe Mrs. Potts like has some sort of speech about that. Maybe like join yes. me. And she's very disappointed because she always thought of Leo as a son. I'm, I gave you, I gave you everything. I made you I'm, who you are. We made you into Leonardo. Yeah. We got you your first role. And this is how you repay us. And maybe as she's giving this impassioned speech about, I thought you were like a son, and Chip behind her is getting more and more kind of kind of agitated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind I of like a that. little bit, like, uh, jealous, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we do end up with uh, Darth Vader-style Chip oh. picks up Mrs. Potts okay. in the end. I love it. And hurls her over the edge of the Death Star. <laughs> oh, I the balcony. Because okay. we were at the top floor right. of, of their mob building. And we, she falls and she breaks at the, on the ground. Smashes on the ground. Slow motion. And it's beautiful. It's and then, beautiful. and then, a slow moving minor key version of. Be against, be against. What a minor key! Yes, you can tell that this the. Uh, we this have, is a great. We have a specific origin. directing style, yeah. And I just really they, want to stick with we it. do the yeah. thing. We do what I that, know best. Mm-hmm. That Hans Zimmer does, where he just kind of picks two notes. Mm-hmm. And it's like we pick two notes from like the be our guest, and we just like, bah, bah, right, yeah. bah, <laughs> bah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and so um, Chip kind of unties Mechalio, and he's like, "Get out of here! Don't then, let me see you again." Yeah, if you ever return to this town, you're dead, and you're dead. And so now Chip is in charge of the mob, mm-hmm. um, and Mechalio, you know, he he kind of just runs away and walks off into the sunset. Yeah, and he's lost. We know what's going to. We know what's going to happen. Him, but he doesn't know yet. And he lost his one friend. Mm-hmm. He got revenge on Mrs. Potts for killing him, but yeah. 
And maybe at the very end of the movie, he stumbles across the junkyard where we first meet him in uh, the original movie. Yeah. And he kind of just just collapses into a thousand different Oscars. Yeah. Regular-sized Oscar statues. Regular-sized Oscar statues. And the swords come off of the Oscar statues, which is they, how he was first found. We do the thing from Rogue One where the movie ends right where yeah. the very first movie begins. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I like that Chip was still there in charge of the mob, possibly setting it up for like a fun sequel, maybe? Yeah, there we another, go. Another villain from his past could arrive. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> good job. Good, good job. job, everybody. Good job to us. Congratulations to us. I'm very proud of us. So- Myself especially, but also you. Thank you. you really great job, too. Thank you. Uh, this oh, has been Fan Fiction Writer's Room. If you want to submit characters for us to write... A screenplay uh, about? Uh, Mostly. Ve- very good, very good fan fiction screenplays. Mm-hmm. We're just such visual thinkers. We always write movies. Yeah. We have to write more prose. So... Prose is hard, though. Prose is so hard. Screenplays are easy. Tell so... that to all your screenwriter buddies. Yeah. You guys, screenwriters, screenplays is so easy. I mean, easy. if you go to the movies Starbucks... Movies is so easy. If you go to the Starbucks, every third person is writing a screenplay on there. Yeah. So clearly it's easy. And they're all sitting there. Like, you can, if you listen to their conversations, they're just telling their friends, like, this is so much easier than yeah. I thought it was going to be. And to break into Hollywood is so, so easy. easy. Oh, my God. So simple. It's, so if you want to submit characters for us to write screenplays about, send them to ffwrshow at gmail.com. I am your editing manager, Spence Swartz. And I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. When in doubt, just Just A.U. that garbage. Garbage.